0: Yeah, you know, why are you so spicy, mate? Just <laughs> calm down.
1: The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Oz Table Talk. My name is Luke, and I am here at the table with Dave, Stephen, Ben. Good evening, everybody. Good evening.
2: Evening, Luke. <laughs> How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm doing. I'm actually tired, but I am good. <laughs> yeah. We painted today. Yeah. So um, for those of you who've been listening and following our, our st- creation of our studio, um, yeah, today most of the painting got done. So um, we're a coat away from finishing that up. So then we can just do the floor and basically move in. We mm-hmm. have studio. Yeah. Mm. So that means we'll start being able to release some video content for you guys. So um, yeah. So stay tuned. We will let you know when that is actually happening. But yeah, we're, we are getting there. No. Thanks for your work, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys too. So <laughs> you weren't here today, but it's not that you haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is, uh, what is our icebreaker question for today? Mm-hmm. Let me guess. I'm only, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, okay. I have only. to say you wrote it, it down. is. have got that wrote it down. Oh no. How did you write it down? How did, write down? How did I write it down? Uh, what, what are you most self-conscious about? Oh yeah, that's right it's a good question
2: um, I don't know most most is a hard word to mm. accurately judge but one thing I think for me is probably music um, singing in particular really yeah. really self-conscious singing which mm. makes Sabbath school every week a bit of a, a an odd experience mmm Especially because some of the kids in my class are really musical, and so you feel like really self conscious. Like, yeah. and it's a small enough every group. Every note that's out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: okay, it's a small enough group, so you don't just blend in. To oh the, yeah, to the, to the, I have to, to, to lead. Yes, yeah.
2: terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So probably, probably singing. I think. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not a I'm not a great singer, so I can probably I can relate to that. But um, probably the one that springs to mind for me is that. I am aware that I don't always communicate. I communicate a lot, but I tend to talk in circles like I just did then. And <laughs> so when I become aware of that, I start thinking more about what am I saying to this person and are they following me and do they wish I'd shut up? So. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> I didn't expect that.
2: Mm. Almost. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, you're pretty good actually at communication. Yeah. I'm, and it's actually one of the things I was thinking about because um, um, today I actually went to the CPA um, virtual public practice conference and that was actually one of the things that was, brought <laughs> up, <laughs> that was actually brought up is um, they got a, an act one a and an actor on and um, basically he was talking about creativity and that he said one thing I would love all accountants to do Is stop being so technical with their language and actually speak like the rest of us mm. And I'm just like
1: yeah I struggle with that Yeah I think that's any industry. You get into the, into that mode and where the vernacular for you, the most simple way you can mm. explain it is actually very complex for someone who is not in the industry. Yeah. 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 So, I, I've been trying to be more aware of that, mm. trying to break it down into every, everyday
3: language because people have to know what I'm telling them. Mm. Otherwise, it's worthless. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's something that I've becoming very, very aware of. of late. Mm.
0: Yeah, so there's probably a few things <laughs> um, I guess it's the first impression because I have a fairly strong personality not not that I'm overly like forceful about it but I do have a fairly strong unique personality <laughs> <laughs> so I try and dial it back a little bit when you first meet a group of people and then ease them into it. And that tends to work the best. <laughs> what? It's a
3: case of, oh, you're used to me. I'm in now, suckers. Oh, like, not, not like that, but just, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it though. I get it. Uh.
1: Oh, we're all a little bit strange once you get to know us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which is actually really funny because I, I mean I, I haven't known you like for ages, but like since you've been recording with us more regularly... Uh, like I feel that you just kind of like fit in really well. Like I, it didn't. You don't feel like you are a forceful personality. That's sort of like you know bending the the social circle around you. To me, you actually feel like you're really oh. easygoing and you just sort of assimilate like, well. Does that mean that like you're waiting to explode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still working
2: on first impressions. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think what that means is we're all equally weird. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's why you fit in there. You go, Steve. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in,
3: in this circle, you are perfectly normal. Yes, thank you.
0: I don't know. That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> equally weird. Yeah, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That, that was that was fun. When when I first saw that question, I thought. Uh, that's obviously, if someone's self-conscious about something...
2: Why would they bring it up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the very
1: last thing you're going to want to talk about. So, um, yeah, that, that, that actually was, was good. So, yes. so, I learned not to pay you out when you talk in circles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's actually a good reminder sometimes because I am trying to improve. <laughs> so, sometimes when I get paid out for it, it's a good reminder. <laughs> uh, well, so the, the topic that we, were, that we decided we we're going to deal with tonight is asking the question is it wrong to bargain with god and uh, there's obviously some context around that but uh, like the example that's in my mind is when you start bargaining with god to do something for you in exchange for something else like you could actually give him something of value that he doesn't already have
2: yeah like if you do such and such for me i promise you i will yeah if you
1: get me out of this situation yeah. i promise i'll become a pastor or yeah, yeah. whatever it might be
2: yeah, interesting. So, so is there a question associated with that, or is it just the is,
1: is it okay? Well, is, is it okay? And if it is okay, then like how how do we think about that in a? a- Biblical way or a, um, a, a biblically responsible way, yeah, okay. because I, I've seen it done in ways that I would say are very biblically irresponsible, yeah. and I've done it in a biblically irresponsible yeah. way. I'll put it that way. So I think that there's uh, value in deciding if it's good or bad, and and if there is a sense in which it is useful, then how do we do that? Because
3: it sounds very works-based, isn't it? It's a case of, if if I do this um, God in the future for you, I'll get rewarded for it. So, isn't that an exchange of works?
1: (laughs) It is, really.
0: Yeah. I guess the example I just have been thinking about is Abraham with Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot. And Mm. in that case, um, if you guys know the story, God comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to go and destroy the city because it's sinful and Abraham says well what if there's, I forget the numbers exactly but like a hundred righteous people and he works his way down Mm. and there wasn't even five righteous people or something, I don't know how many it was. Yeah the last
3: one was if there's five righteous people and you're right there wasn't.
0: Yeah there wasn't so in that case I I think that story highlights a few things for us is that in bargaining with God um, Abraham was just entering a dialogue and having like an open Mm. communication with God and I think in that case, it wasn't wrong because that's what God wants to do. He wants mm. to bring us yeah. on that journey with mm. him. Mm. But in what you were, like that case wasn't a, I'll do this for you if you do this. So yeah. Abraham was just like, yeah. but God, you can't do this. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I would call yeah. that more interceding
2: on behalf.
1: Yeah. Intercession.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So I think you um, answered the same way I was going to, but probably more eloquently, Steve. I was going to say, I think, it's probably not as simple as saying it's right or wrong, because mm. mm. um, I think there's a lot of nuance to like what we're talking about when we talk about bargaining. I think the big question for me is why. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you were just pointing out there, Abraham wasn't bargaining for himself; yeah. he was bargaining for other people, mm. um, which, as you guys said, intercession. So mm. that's very different than you know if I was saying to God, you know, if you if you do this, then I'll pay you back. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a Unnecessary. God never asks to be paid back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just not the way God rolls. So, mm. yeah. But then I think as well, it's probably also important to note that, um, that we go through different stages in our Christian journey mm. and some things that aren't ideal, uh, God sometimes wants us to do mm. at a different stage in our journey mm. um, because then that will help us to get to the next stage. And so, it's like a growth thing. And so, for example, you know, God... Almost encourages some people in Scripture to bargain or something like it with him, um, but then the question is: Does that make it good and right and best? Well, I don't think so. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just because it's, it's in
1: the Bible doesn't mean it's advisable. Yeah. Or just because yeah.
2: it works for somebody doesn't mean it's advisable either. Yeah. You know, mm. God is very merciful. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And he meets people where they're at. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like Gideon, like we were talking about earlier. Mm. Yeah, like Gideon needed that to reinforce his faith to go on to the act of God had planned for him. Mm. He he didn't have what it took or he didn't think he had what it took Mm. to just go out in faith and like fight a whole army by himself pretty much.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and to me that's a classic example. Like we often herald Gideon for that and Mm. follow his example. Mm. But it was actually an example of doubt, Mm. not faith. Mm.
0: Yeah, well the angel had already showed him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. and I think using going down the that pathway talking about Gideon the whole concept of laying out a fleece i hear people use that expression yeah, it's often it's a catchphrase it's a catchphrase mm. right so i'm going to lay out a fleece And every time I hear that And I've done it I remember I was probably I don't know 21-ish And I had been I was 17 When I started doing The business that I'm doing now And At about 21 It was not going well At all And I said to God Okay I need to know If this is the right thing to do And so I added up Like all the Bills if you like All the stuff that I needed And I said Okay God I need to earn this much money And so if you want me To keep doing this job I need this much money By this date Because otherwise I can't function So um you know that that's the fleece and if that's what you answer with that then I'll know that this is your path for me and I'm going to keep doing it and I went and did that and he, he did exactly that uh, I, I was mm-hmm. i earned almost to that dollar amount by i think i was 30 dollars over uh, so it was almost the exact amount in the time lot that i aligned, uh, assigned to it and at the time i just was like well this is divine guidance i'm i'm right here on this path and it might have been but
0: was that bargaining though or was it was it testing or is mm-hmm. or, or are they the same thing That's a good question Because um, in a way isn't
2: it kind of just asking for guidance as well well it is it's, but it's not asking for guidance though it's telling God yeah, true yeah. true. Like, yeah
1: that's what I was going to say it's actually you're actually trying to force God to give you an answer whereas yeah. if acting I mean, at least as if you're he, directing terms okay at least you're directing terms yes mm-hmm. yeah but my point is it was a it was a binary outcome yeah. So, there was no there was no option for God to say, not yet, or yeah. whatever, yeah. or later, or whatever. It, I, I had set up the scenario in such a way, so as I had to have... It was a pass-fail outcome. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, in a sense, I was forcing God into... And so, that's the way I would look at it now. But at the time, I, I didn't see it that way. I thought, oh, well, it's what Gideon did. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's a good thing to do. But yeah, in a sense, I, I felt like... The, in hindsight, that's not a healthy thing to do because we're we're trying to wrestle power away from God and force him to into a mold, which I would say is then trying to do something that isn't helpful yeah. spiritually. And, and look, there are a lot of people that do it from a genuine place. Mm. And that's fine if that's where they're at. Because I, like I was at there, you know, God can work with that. Yeah. So.
2: But from my perspective, mm. um, you're a lot more likely to get the answer you want if you're setting a fleece than Mm. if you just genuinely ask god for the answer Mm. Mm. Um, because by directing those terms you're actually stacking the odds in favor of what you want most of the time Mm. Mm. um even if it's by stacking it to the impossible side Mm. um, because that way you're you're stacking it so that you feel more convinced if indeed that happens Mm. right and then sometimes it could be chance, it could be coincidence, it could be you know God intervening um, mm. because He's merciful, as we said yeah. earlier, mm. um, or God forbid, it could be the devil, you know, mm. influencing people to make you know your yeah. to answer your fleece, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and that's I think that's the problem with when we direct terms, mm. it's not necessarily wrong not saying that, mm. um, but it leaves a lot of room for error, mm. um, and that's why I think I would say. Uh, w- w- with Gideon's example it's an mm. act of doubt not of faith mm. yeah. so if you want to if you want to show god that you doubt him put a fleece out mm. but if you want to have faith in god you know talk to him in prayer and just trust that he'll give you an answer mm.
3: you're more referring so when you're talking about leaving it more open you're basically saying if you don't want me to move forward god put roadblocks and then open a new way for me whatever that might be that's sort of a thing you're talking about when seeking guidance Hmm. because that's the sort of thing i would pray for as a case if you don't want me to go this way start putting roadblocks in my path and then Hmm. give me a new path to follow
2: Sure. I mm. think that's still open to interpretation as well, though. I know, honestly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, who's to say, you know, and the enemy's not going to put a roadblock up for you, Ben. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, I try not to pray like that at all. I just try to pray, God, show me your will. Mm. You know, mm. simple as that. But how's he going to show it as well? Well, that's up for him to determine, see? Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> and so
1: what you're saying is you think that, uh, that circumstances sorry circumstances still can't be manipulated at that point because they can't but i think doing that you're giving god the the best chance right yeah. like satan can still yeah try to deceive and like all the rest of it but if you give god the room to be god you've got the the best chance
2: yeah i mean maybe hmm I, don't, I didn't even know whether it's about me having the best chance or God having the best chance. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. if he's got a blank slate, I feel like it's much easier for him then mm. to dictate his own terms on how he yeah. wants to show me what his plan is. Whereas got- if I've set the mm. slate slate up, then I've limited his options. Yes. But that's the way I see it.
1: That's a good point.
3: But on the flip side, of course, if you leave it too open-ended, it's a case of are we misinterpreting God and if we give him fix, then we get a little bit more confirmation. Yeah. It's so difficult because the lines of communication aren't what they
1: originally were supposed to be. Yeah. So... if I can, sorry, I just wanted like cycle back around to this idea of, of bargaining with God. <laughs> you mean yeah, go back to the topic? Yeah. <laughs> you mean we're supposed to be talking on that? Yeah, I think I think that's where we were supposed to go. I mean, I think what we spoke about was important, but just Look, to get us back over there. Before you do, before you yeah. get
2: us back on topic, I just want to say um, we're, we're talking about knowing God's will, right? Hmm. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before in an episode, so you know, go and listen to that episode if you're interested. Yeah. But um, I think what it comes down to is um, the best question to ask when asking, you know, what is God's will is not a question of you know how do i know what god's will is but do i know god mm. if we know god then that's our best shot i think at knowing mm. his will yeah yeah mm. knowing the knowing god meaning
3: that you you'll have the best chance of interpretation or at mm. least asking the right questions yeah.
1: and the way i sure. the yeah. way i think about that is like i know you guys well if someone came to me and said in this scenario how would dave respond or how would ben respond I'd say, oh, they would do X, Y, Z, whatever whatever, whatever it may be. I would have at least, uh, with 80% plus certainty, I would be able to think through your lens and say, this is what this man would do. I think when we know God well enough, it'll, it'll be the same thing. Even if he's not necessarily saying directly to us, go and do this. If we know the kind of character God has in those situ- situations, we'll say, well, God would definitely do that. Yeah. Our own in a way, our own discernment then becomes calibrated by the mind of God. Mm. So, we don't need him to guide us, Not, and that sounds bad, but we don't need him to guide us so much as we need to process the world around us like he does, and then yep. we will naturally make the decisions he will. Mm. Yeah.
2: And look, it's okay if you do it differently. I'm just mm. offering that as a different alternative because I think we sometimes make uh, God knowing God's will into a... Um, uh how do I say this? I don't know. We just we An make idol. God into a micromanager mm. basically. Yeah. And we ask him to be, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And so we're asking him to do something he doesn't like doing. So the only reason he would do it is to be merciful to us. That's mm. the way I see it. Yeah. Mm. Which I, is with a that. very which is a very different viewpoint. And so if you don't agree with me, that's totally fine. <laughs> 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 totally fine. Anyway, you wanted to get us back on topic, Luke. So sorry. Mm. Bargaining with God. Bargaining with God. So, you're talking more about um, us offering something to God. In return. Yeah, in return for him doing what we want him to do. Mm.
1: Mm. Isn't that easy to do though? You know, when things are not going the way you want them to?
2: Yeah, when you're desperate Mm. as well, I think is probably... Yeah, because
3: you'll often see it on um, on TV. It's a case of their shipwreck, and it's a case of God. If you send somebody to rescue me, I'll go to church er- every weekend. Yeah, yeah. You yeah,
2: will for six
1: weeks.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and then the young boat picks them up and goes. Sorry, God, I'm not mm. going to
1: follow through with that. Mm. <laughs> but to come to come back around though, I think to what you were saying earlier, Ben, I think that demonstrates the the fact that we misunderstand who God is. Mm. Because if there is anything in us that desires to give God value that we don't think he already possesses, what we are subscribing to is the appeasement theology, right? Mm. It's a God who requires something to be provided to him or sacrificed on our behalf of value in order for him to do what we're asking him to do. It, it postures him as reluctant, a mm. reluctant savior.
0: Mm.
2: You said just before, Luke, how often do we do this or something like that? Hmm. Were you so- speaking in the generic sense or were you speaking from your own experience?
1: Um, I was thinking from my experience, like in the, a few instances in my life where I have been um, like in a very difficult position or, uh, you know, scared or whatever that may be or frustrated, you know, there's that, like I have a default response and it's like, God, if, if you could just do this, then... And usually I get to about that point in the sentence and realize I'm stupid and stop mm. and go. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> that's right. really stupid. What am I talking about? But what right. I find interesting is even though I don't believe it and I never follow through with it, when I'm frustrated enough, my humanity goes there.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is, do, do either of you guys also experience the same thing?
1: You can all no. say no. It's okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. Mm.
3: I remember um, a few years ago It's a case of God if you could just Make a way for this church program To be successful and make it through If I'm trying to do your will here God Why why don't you want it to go forward If only, if you can just make it go forward Things will go well mm. As a case of no
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Because it's a case of Sometimes something's a good idea But it's got to be done in God's time And things like that yeah. And ultimately I, it's Although it was coming from a good place, it was definitely coming
2: from a bad place as well. Mm. And because impatience. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting the self evaluation that you guys are are bringing to the conversation. Mm. You know, like you were saying, you pull yourself up mid sentence. You were saying, Mm. you're praying the prayer, but you're also realizing, well, you know, maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) Not at the time. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious because I I can't think of the last time when mm. I have been in a situation where I've yep. thought it was worthwhile trying to bargain with God. So mm. I was trying to trying to relate, mm. um, yeah. and I was I was thinking probably the reason for that is because my view of God has changed so significantly that mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother. You know? mm. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in a desperate place, mm. um, and I didn't have enough faith, I probably would just walk away rather mm. than you know try and make a deal do you Mm. know what i mean because i just know that's not the god that i believe in
1: Mm. 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 yeah and i agree and i to be honest i wouldn't be able to put my finger on the exact like time when it when it happened last it it has been a long time but i i definitely am familiar with the like the sensation of desiring that Mm. that bargaining factor here
2: did it happen at all when you nearly lost sarah funny enough
1: funny enough not then but um but before that uh, as in like you know in other desperate in, times in other desperate times yes but by that time i think my theology had changed enough enough for me to not go there so no in in those i was actually ridiculously calm in a lot of ways like <laughs> more than i would have expected like it was just very very obviously difficult but i didn't feel um like I was like need, I didn't feel like I had to go there in you know, in a lot of ways. But anyway, that's that's a whole different topic. Mm. Yeah.
2: Steve's just flicked in his Bible if you found something of value.
0: Oh it was, yeah, it wasn't saying exactly what I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got on yeah, that. I, I, yeah. I th- I oh, thought, oh yeah, I know a yeah fact no, no, yeah, no, check. <laughs> yeah I was just thinking of that verse um in second Corinthians one twenty where Paul says, for all the promises of God in him are yes mm. and in mm-hmm. him amen um but it's not it's not talking about bargaining, but I was thinking about what you were saying Dave, how that when we're connected with Jesus um all of the promises are yes and amen mm-hmm. and it's it's when we're connected with God that like will know we will know how to claim promises, yeah mm-hmm. like and god always wants to answer yes for the good things mm-hmm. and like ben was saying god also knows when it's a bad thing and potentially mm-hmm. going to be harmful mm-hmm. and that's when he'll be like no because yeah. even a good thing with the wrong timing can be harmful to us yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so what about um yeah i was thinking about moses before and we, we mentioned him briefly earlier but You know, in those times where, for instance, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and He was going, and He said, "That's it, I'm going to destroy them." Moses, congratulations, you are going to be the uh, the, The the, new Adam. The new Adam, exactly. You know, (laughs) you you are starting a new race right now, and they're all gone. In those moments. do you think that uh, moments? Guess... <laughs> there was only one of them. To be fair to God, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know there was more than one time that he said, "Let my anger burn hot against them; I'll destroy them." Really? Yeah. Okay. Once was once was the time at the mountain, and uh, another time when they were wandering in the wilderness and they were and they were murmuring. So it was it was another one. But okay, the one the the one that we're talking about now that's the most detailed one. Like the other ones, sure. anyway, irrelevant. The point is, at that time, uh, Moses... I mean, Obviously, God knows everything, right? So, God knew that he wasn't going to actually kill everybody. To be fair, if God
2: meant it, he would have just done it. He wouldn't have spoken to Moses about it. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And
1: so, therefore, what motive did God have in doing what he did?
2: was given moses a chance wasn't it steve said earlier was it while we we're recording or before we we're recording you said that god wants to be able to reason with us that was while we were recording
3: uh, yeah
0: wasn't it? yeah mm. that's yeah.
3: the way i see it anyway yeah could be also wanting to change moses psychology he may have been getting fed up with them himself mm. and by um that intercession that uh, moses had mm. he probably started looking a lot more kindly on them for at least a while anyway
1: yeah no, I and I agree with with like both concepts. I think that's all wrapped up together. That the, the goal, God's goal in doing so wasn't necessarily that uh, you know God didn't have a hot temper and Moses was talking him off a ledge. God was in the process of reforming Moses' heart, and mm. uh, by by going through this process with him, he he became more like God uh, in character, and so I think that. I think the value of us wrestling with God, I think God intentionally puts us in situations that would cause us to question him. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, that helps us to... Search our Bibles helps us to come to the place of realization of, yes, this is what God is like, or no, this is not what God is like. Mm. Because if we don't do that, then we end up being robots, right? It's God becomes a vending machine. We do what God wants us to do. We don't do what he doesn't want us to do, and everything goes well. But what he's actually doing is causing us to be in a position where we have to wrestle
0: with that. So are you saying that God lied when he said that he was going to destroy them?
1: <laughs> no, because I don't think that... Uh, or, well, it depends how you how you categorize it. Do I think he lied? You could ask the same question about Jesus when he said that uh, this sickness isn't to death when he was talking about Lazarus, right? He said this sickness is to death, and then he waited until he died, and then he went. He knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Jesus was essentially speaking his own reality, and because he knew what he could do, he knew that that was going to happen. So was God doing the same thing with Moses? Like, did he know full well that you know he could? Um, yeah, he that it wasn't going to happen because Moses was going to intercede, and so therefore it wasn't lying. I, I don't know. I don't know how to process it. But I also, if it, if God was actually meaning what he was saying, then that he was going to destroy the people, then
0: because I, he did punish them. Oh, like well, he a did. A large number of them did die. They did for sure. So, I, yeah, <laughs> like I agree with what everyone's been saying, but I also think that. Because of their their behaviour after everything God had done for them, that yeah. like, uh, yeah, I'm. I think He was genuinely. He was like,
2: genuinely angry.
0: Yeah, mm. definitely. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I don't. Did, have a did He with that. intend
2: to wipe the race out? I would say probably not.
0: No, I don't think that was the ideal. Yeah. no hmm. Yeah, and you probably. And I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I was obviously
2: probably not. I did mean definitely not. Sorry, yeah. I sure <laughs> yeah. should just say what I mean. <laughs> yeah Yeah. You Australian, you? Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's a fair question though, Steve, and probably yeah, one for another good. day. But I, I think um, it's a it's a hard conversation to to, to deal with um, without like a lot of backdrop. Mm. If you just read the text for what it says, then yeah, God lied. Yeah, mm. but you know, there's a lot of stuff in the mm-hmm. Bible. If you just read it for what it says, I mean. That's, you can end up some weird pictures. Right? Yeah. So you got to yeah. understand the context. And yeah. yeah, So I think the answer well, is no, given the context, but, yeah, yeah. but also it's yes, given well, the immediate context.
0: L- so let's it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I know it's a tough topic. I just yeah, I just wanted to ask. No, no, and I'm really glad
1: that you did because please disagree with this. Like that's the point of this. Oh, right? yeah, no, no. I just <laughs> so that's good. Um, but just to, I guess, maybe cut away some of the... The structures that make it hard to find a, a good simile. How about we talk more about um, Oh, what was the Bible story that was just in my head? Was um, it one we've already talked about or not? No, new one. Uh, what would it be? Jacob. Oh, you mean wrestling? Yeah. So, when Jacob wrestled with God, you know, was that for, you know, did God actually need, uh, you know, a wrestling buddy? Did no. <laughs> know, like, no. I mean, if he if he did, he wouldn't have chosen Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it was kind of like, okay, we've been at this a while, just let me dislocate your hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. But, so, the point that I'm getting at here is that... Obviously, there was something in the wrestle, right? Yeah. And and I mean that both physically and figuratively, but mm. there was something in the wrestling that was necessary for Jacob. And so, I think when we when we look at our relationship with God, I think there is an expectation of struggle. There is an expectation of wrestle, not because God doesn't want to give us things, but because what we truly need is found in the struggle, not in the ease. Yep, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. No, I'm not going (laughs) there Okay Fuck out of that one (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. that's fine Redirect Um, Yeah, so uh, I just think that That story really sticks out in my mind As uh, one of those Come let us reason together moments And and that's like a physical depiction of that But Sometimes I... It was certainly earlier in my Christian experience anyway, what I was always asking for was for God to make my life easy. You know, God, mm. please take this problem away so my life will then be easy. God, take that problem away so my life will then be easy. But now... In hindsight, I'm actually so grateful for all of those problems because they have been probably my biggest teachers in the you know my spiritual development. Mm. And so I'm grateful, even though I don't like them, I'm grateful for those experiences. And the challenge then is to view it in the present tense. When trial struggles and wrestles come to me now, the hard thing is to say, well, this is good. Because it's going to work, you know, greater things in the long run. It's going to develop my character and all those things. And so, I guess the question that I would love from you guys, how how do you do that? Like, when you're struggling with something in the present, how do you transition from viewing it as an impediment that needs to be removed to viewing it as a teacher that will help us?
3: I remember what God has done for me in the past, mm-hmm. often um, remembering that, yes, what is about to happen is going to suck, Yeah, but it's a case of, well, the last thing that was like this sucked as well, mm. but God then turned it around into this wonderful thing, and it took me a place that not only made me a better person, um, but also made the world around me better, and I never would have gotten there on my own. So, that's, so when I remember where God has, the path God has taken me through, mm. that's how I can trust him when... When these sorts of things pop up, it's a case of
2: remembering where the um, where he's taken me. So I just I was just thinking about the flip side. Mm. So the question is: It wrong to bargain with God? We began by saying, "Depends," mm. mm-hmm. um, but we haven't really addressed the positive very much. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to go there before we finish up. Mm. Um, and just say that I think we should be bargaining with God on behalf of other people. So that intercessory kind of bargaining mm-hmm. yeah, that we were talking definitely. about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the parables Jesus told, there's several of them where he just talks about just persistent, persistence, persistence. Mm-hmm. You know, pleading with God on behalf of other people's souls. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember meeting a guy when I was in the Solomon Islands who prayed for his... Um, I think it was his father. I think it was his father. It was one of his parents anyway for 40 years. Mm-hmm. No, Van who actually it was. Um, he prayed for his father for 40 years um, consistently just, you know, pleading with God to, to bring him around, you know. And it wasn't long before his father died that his father, um, and, and I say it wasn't long in terms of years, not weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and his father made that decision to come back to God and he put it down to the fact that he didn't stop. You know, mm, yeah. he kept praying, he kept praying. Because the thing is, we're living in a war zone mm. and, you know, the the conflict requires intentionality. Mm-hmm. And if we're not being intentional ourselves, then somebody else can use their intentionality on our behalf mm. to give God access into our lives. Um, so, yeah, I think we should be, I think we should be persistently bargaining with God for other people's souls, you know, claiming the merits of Jesus for them mm. if they are not doing it for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Definitely.
0: Yep. That's, Yeah. That's just asking God to do something he already wants to do, though. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's actually key to remembering, right? Like, whatever we think
1: that he's doing it reluctantly, that's, you know, that's an incorrect knowledge of God. So, yeah, I think that's vital for us to remember that. I think one of the other uh, aspects of it, like you were saying, you know, if you're doing it with good motives, right? There's selfless motives. That is a, a great reason to do that. Yeah. But what about when we need something? When we when we are struggling, is it is it ever right to, to ask for ourselves? Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But, but we're not bargaining. We're just asking. Yeah. Mm. And actually, yeah. just to respond to what you just said, Steve, cause I was thinking about that. You're right. What I was saying was actually just literally just asking for God for something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But th- I was thinking there have been times in my life. Um, I'm ashamed to say how recently, but uh, where I've not been in a very good place. At all spiritually, uh, but I've had a responsibility to teach somebody else about Jesus, um, whether it be from the pulpit or in a Sabbath school group. Uh, sometimes on the same day, um, it uh, it's hard, you know, because you know I'm not connected with God right now, and yet here I am supposed to be, you know, the Moses to them. Yeah. Um, um, and I've bargained with God in those instances and said, God, you know, you know where I'm at right now. I'm not even going to try and. You know, cover that up. Mm. Um, but for their sake, please use me today. Mm. And he has, man. Like mm. some of those have been some of the best sermons that I've preached. Not that you would go into it intentionally no. breaking God's will for him to use you. Mm. Um, but he's just but in so spite merciful. Of you, yeah. He's so merciful. So mm-hmm. anyway, thanks for and so reminding me of that fact, Steve.
1: Can I also throw this out, Dave? In those times when that happens, do you feel like. By doing that, even though you weren't connected to God, the fact that he used you as an implement improved your relationship with him?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the very least, what it does is it reminds you of what you're missing. Yeah. Mm. You know, so mm. even if, for example, it didn't work and I and I didn't improve my position with God, say, the next day, mm. um, I certainly had a reminder mm. of just how good God really is, which is sometimes all it takes to... Yeah head back in that right direction.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we're, uh, we're headed toward the end of our episode. Anyone have anything that they think we should share before we wrap?
2: Nothing. I just got all sorts of Bible stories coming to my head right now about
0: what I just said. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind (laughs) of like
2: David asking God to help him kill somebody, you know? Yeah. yeah, Okay. When, yeah. Anyway, it's like, I was just lying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lord, help interesting, me! Interesting, interesting, where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yes, Lord, help
1: me crush this man's skull. I really appreciate that. But, but it, God it, answered. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. God answered. He did, and this is where I'm so glad I'm not God because, uh, you know, humanity as hum- humans, we hate multivariate questions, right? We hate not having a clear yes or no binary answer. Whereas for God in those situations, he has the capacity to look at those two people and this one's praying for me to kill that one, that one's praying for me to kill that one and say, okay, you know, in the long run, you know, I know this person has made these decisions, that person will make those decisions and all of the people, like the ripples through eternity of the decisions that person will make will look like this, 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 this and so here I'm going to intervene in this way. You know, that just boggles the mind of of me, you know, but for God, he has the capacity to do that, you know, and uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm just so glad he's God and not me. Oh, yeah. mm. so, but in any case, I think uh, one of the keys that we're coming down to is that our, our wrestling with God is not inherently bad, but we should take note of the kind of God that we are assuming by how we are asking and what we are asking. Mm-hmm. If we know him better, then we're going to be following in his steps more. We're going to be following him better. But if we're bargaining our way through, not just wrestling, but if we're bargaining, we're trying to pay God off, then there's something wrong. But in all of that, even if we don't get it, we can have confidence that God is still in, in control and he still works with us even when we ourselves are not where we are want to be or where he wants us to be so Hmm. all right well we're gonna leave that there thank you so much for joining us for this episode if you've enjoyed it please share it with a friend and we hope to see you guys next week god bless And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can can give anything from even a dollar a month uh, upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.